Good morning, good morning. My name is Zach, if you don't know me. It's your first time here, one of the pastors here. So thanks for coming and allowing me this opportunity to speak in front of all of you. Happy Mother's Day. Probably heard it a ton of times already. Yeah. How many of you heard it more than 10 times? One, two. Nice. That's awesome. Well, here's another one. Happy Mother's Day. And I, okay, I want to apologize for last year. Okay. I made a comment about my wife that I said I didn't have to do anything for her on Mother's Day because she's not my mother. And so I want to apologize because it stuck with some people. It stuck with you, with some of you, and it, it bothered you, and it, it rubbed you the wrong way, and you cried over it, and you got frustrated. <laughs> but I just want to apologize. Here, can you show my wife and my kids? There, that's Mickey. My two kids, so it's uh, Zamila and Zakai. Uh, sometimes they sit outside. I I like that picture. And then you go to the next picture. That that's my daughter. Look at that face. So it looks like she's tweaking out on something. <laughs> she she's definitely my daughter. She's like me. It's scary, but it's super fun because we have a ton of fun together and. Just like last night, we're running through the house, and we're screaming. I'm holding Zakai, and I'm chasing her, and she's chasing me around the house, and, and Mickey's doing dishes, and she's just, oh, my gosh. Please, Zakai, be like me. <laughs> but we have this deal worked out where, with God that if uh, our kid looks like her, then it's going to act like me. But if it looks like me, then it'll act like her. So... We'll see. It's still too early, but Zemi definitely looks like her mom, so she acts like me. So we have a lot of fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I love my wife, and she does an amazing job with our kids, and I'm super grateful for her. My mom is awesome. She loves me so much. I think I'm the favorite. I kid you not, I think I'm the favorite. And maybe that everybody says that if you're the firstborn, but I am the firstborn, so I have a special place in, in her heart. But she loves me so much. She put, she put up with me. It's amazing. And on top of that, she would help me with every single one of my school projects because I was a horrible student, just horrible. And very vividly, I remember... At 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, going to Kinko's. Anybody remember Kinko's here? Okay, a few of us. So we would go to Kinko's so I could go print out, because we didn't have a printer in our house. So we had to go to Kinko's, print out my book report, which was due that day in like five, six hours in my first period class. I'm like, Mom, I need my book report. And so we go to Kinko's, and it wasn't just one time, okay? It was multiple times a year, multiple times a year, okay? You think, what, four book reports, that's four times for English, and then science, you got science, it, it was a lot, and it, she'd never fail. Every single time she'd sit down with me, because I had a hard time, she'd say, okay, come on, let's get this done, let's do this, and she'd sit down with me, and we'd go through it, go through it. And then finally it'd be finished, and then I'd be dead to the world 
at school the next day, but I'd have my project in. And so I just, I just love her for that. And how I many have work moms? Anybody got a work mom? We have a work mom here at the church. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but Andrea, we want to thank you for being our mom here, keeping us all in line, disciplining us. She, she does not spare the rod, you guys. She does not spare the rod. She does not like to spoil her children here. <laughs> but thank you so much. You know, last week, uh, we started our, our, actually two weeks ago, we started our series, Unshakable. But last week, we talked about the Beatitudes in, in chapter 5, okay? Uh, and we talked about how we are to be salt and light to this world, Salt and light, that our lives should be different because the kingdom of God is different. It's an inside out, upside down, eternal, never ending eternal kingdom that we are a part of. Amen? And so, in the sense, in, in, within that kingdom, we are to be different than everything else around us. Yeah? Different than everything else around us. And we, as we are different, we are to shine a light to God. Shine a light. To people so that they can see our Father in heaven. Amen? It says Matthew 5, 16, it says, Let our light shine before others so that they may see our good works and give glory to our Father in heaven. To actually change some of it, that's Zachary's version. That's Zach's version. It's basically the same. Look it up. It's not heresy, I promise. <laughs> but as we do good works... It shines light on our Father in heaven. And the things that we do are so that he can get the glory, so that he can be made known. Amen? Sometimes in this world, it's all about what people see. It's all about what people see. What do you look like? Are you wearing the latest fashion? Are you do, uh, taking your pictures the right way? Is the angle correct? Is the lighting good? It's all about what people see. Anybody take, take part in that? Yeah? Yeah, some of us. I, I, I love uh, Pastor John's uh, story about Paige when she went to go take her picture, and she goes like this at the, at the uh, post office for their passports, but you can't do that, and you just got to stand there and take your picture. But it's all about what people see, and that's true. You know, in the light of Matthew 5.16, it's true that it's all about what people see. Because what people see will point them to something good. Our good works are what people see. Our outward actions are what people see. They see us do something, and they, they think, okay, why is he doing that? And we can say, well, it's because, because of God. It points people to Jesus. It's important for people to see our good works so that people can see God. Amen? But Jesus begins to take this a step deeper. One more step further when he starts to talk about our heart. And so there's two traps that, that I want to talk about this morning. And the first trap is that that we will be known for our good works. Okay, that's the first, that's the first trap that we sometimes get, get caught up in because I want to be known for my good works. 
You know, if I do something good, I want people to know that it was me, that I did that. Yeah? I want to be recognized. I, I have a, a people-pleasing complex sometimes, and I want, I want to please people. I want to know that, that I did good for, for those around me and that I want to be acknowledged for it. And sometimes when I'm not acknowledged for it, I get sad. And I get upset. Not maybe not upset, but I get hurt. I'm like, oh, how come you didn't give me credit for that? You know, I did that. And I, God, in the back of my mind, I hear God saying, "It's not about you." Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I said, just wallow. <laughs> but it's all about. It's all about Him, you know, that people may see our good works. And give glory to our Father in heaven. Our good works are to make God known. So it's not about us. It's not about us getting the, uh, the recognition for what we do. It's all about giving the recognition to God. Amen? The second trap that we sometimes fall into is that the outside is greater than the inside. The outside actions that we do, our appearance, what everybody else sees is greater than what goes on on the inside. Yeah? Anybody? Sometimes it's difficult. And I remember going to a camp in sixth grade. I, was, I went to a church camp, and this was before I was saved, okay? This was before I was saved. I was just dropping F-bombs like crazy. Before I came to know God, I, I swore a lot. Every other word, sentence, there, there was one in there, believe it or not. And so I'm at this camp with, uh, with a few of my friends from Scouts, and they're scolding me all the time. It's like, hey, you can't swear, this is church camp. And so I'm getting scolded for the past, like, four days, and I'm thinking to myself, man, you guys swear all the time. How come only now? I'm only now you don't swear. <laughs> but, we, but we do things that, that show people a certain side of us. Yeah, we show people what they want to see or we show people what, what we think we want them to see. And so we put on this face and this facade in our lives. God doesn't want that. He wants us to be consistent. He wants us to be uh, consistent with what is on the inside and on the outside. Amen? So that's why the truth of the matter is that the inside is greater than the outside. The inside in our heart and what goes on internally inside of us is greater than what is on the outside. He cares more about our character and who you are as a person your motives, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. He cares more about that than he does on your actions because it's easy to fake things. It's easy to fake doing stuff. It's easy to just do things to, to show people, hey, I'm good. It's easy to, to show people something than it is to, for them to see what's going on on the inside. And very vividly, my life comes to mind because I put on a face. I put on a front. For three years of my life, I put on a front from sixth grade to eighth grade that I was doing fine, that everything was okay, but on the inside, I was hurting, and I was broken, and I was, I was dying on the inside. I struggled with suicide, the thoughts of suicide, and all of those feelings of rejection and hurt and pain 
began to, to, to well up within me, and I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it all on the outside. Nobody could tell because I, I put on a really good smile. I got really good at hanging out with my friends and being around my family without showing them what was going on on the inside. I got really, really good at it. And it wasn't, my mom never knew anything. My family didn't know anything about what I was going through until they came to a service for the first time and I shared my testimony about that. And my mom began to just break down. My dad was breaking down. He started crying. And they're like, we had no idea. I was like, yeah, I got really good at hiding it. I didn't want anybody to know. I showed people what I wanted them to see, that I was okay. And so much so that what was on the inside and going on it within me started to manifest itself within my actions. As, as I was thinking about committing suicide and, 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 and taking my life, I began to think of the ways to do it and how to do it. And then I decided, hey, I'm just going to tie a rope. I looked up how to tie, tie a noose, and I was like, I'm going to tie it. So I tied it up, threw it in the corner of my closet, and just waited for somebody to push me over the edge. I got really good at showing people that I was okay when I really I wasn't. God cares more about our inside and what happens on the inside more than he does about our actions because it's easy to fake it. And he, and he begins to share this uh, within chapter 5 from verses 17 to 48. He begins to open up this idea about the heart and our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings to be greater than our actions. And for I'm not going to go through all of it because there's a lot. But just one for one example, in Matthew 5, 21 to 22, it says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that Everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Everyone who is angry. And he does this six times. Six times on different subjects. But what we want to focus on today is, is the heart. The inside. Because this is an inside-out kingdom that we're a part of. And because it's inside-out, it doesn't care about the outside as much as it does on the inside. Our outside should reflect what's coming, what's happening on the inside of our lives. Amen? What's happening in our hearts. Jesus puts this weight on what happens in our hearts. He puts this weight that is so much greater than our actions. It doesn't neg negate our actions. Our actions are good. Amen? Right? Because what do our actions do? They point people to Jesus. They point people to the Father. Our good works is like a reflection of our awesome Heavenly Father. Like, I do this. I do all of these good things in my life or in other people's lives. I do all of it because God is so good to me. He is so good to you. He loves you. He loves me. And therefore, I want to express my love, my gratitude, my adoration, my devotion, my faith to Him by serving Him and serving you. It points people to the Father, points people to Jesus. 
Proverbs 4.23, it says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. What happens on the inside begins to come out on the outside. It'll flow out. It will. It will come out. And sometimes, especially when in a heightened emotion state, anybody ever like, say something they regret? <laughs> or did something they regret? <laughs> never. I never did that. <laughs> But in those, in those heightened emotion states, like logic sometimes goes just out the window, gone. And all that's left is just what our natural instinct is in that moment. And sometimes when our heart is not kept and it's not watched and we're not allowing God to, to work in it, then we will, we will respond and act outwardly in a bad way, yeah. That's why God puts this emphasis, and Jesus puts this emphasis on our hearts and our insides, that he cares more about our character than he does about our actions. Because our actions will give glory to the Father, but our motives of our heart will make us like our Father, amen? So God helps us in this. He helps us. He gives us a little bit of a warning in chapter 6 and verse 1. And he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. It's not about us. It's about him. Amen? When we do things, when we say things, it's to point people to Jesus. Not to point people to us and, and to show us how and for us to be validated. Okay, it's for God. There's good news in all of this, okay? There is very, very, very good news in all of this. And that is found in Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus came to fulfill all of the law so that we can mess up and it be okay. He fulfilled it all, took all of the burden because they, he knew that we could not do it. He knew that I could not do it. He, could, he knew that I could not live up to these expectations. He knew that I could not be perfect. He knew that I could not uphold every single aspect of the law that is written in the Bible. And so he said, I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to do it for you. So you don't have to. Because I love you. I love you so much. And I'll show a video of, of an illustration of this. Okay? So if you play this video.
God loves us so much. Love me so much. He knew I couldn't do it on my own. He knew I was going to mess up. He knew that I was going to stumble. I was going to fall. He knew that I wasn't going to make it. He picked me up. He picked me up and began to run with me. Somebody broken and hurt. He chose to pick me up and run with me. He's picking you up. He's running with you so that you can finish the race. You're not doing this alone. He's with you. He cares about you. We work on our inside and we work on our heart. We become more like him. We don't have to do everything perfect. Can try. God's right there, pushing us along, lifting us up, tugging us behind him because sometimes we're dragging our feet. But he's always there. And it's an amazing privilege and honor to be like our Father, to be like our Creator. We're created in his image. And if we're created in his image, then we're created in his character as well. And so when we do things that are outside of his character, outside of what the Bible says, we're, we're operating outside of that. But it's okay, because he's right there. We celebrate our, our parents, our moms, and dads on these days that, because of what they do for us. And we celebrate our God, our Heavenly Father, each and every single day of our lives. We should, because of what he's done for us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you love us so much. that you would basically do everything for us. You uphold us. You protect us. You provide for us. You teach us. Lord, we honor you and we thank you. Pray for each and every single one of us. Here this morning, Lord, those here in person, online, anybody listening, that we will not grow weary of doing good works, that we will not look for recognition, that we will point people to you, Father, 
that we will allow the good works that we do to be seen by men so that they may see you. I pray for consistency of our heart and our actions to line up, that our, the character of our heart and the character of our soul, that our character will line up with you, line up with what the Bible is, because we're created in your image. Lord, work in us a faith that is unshakable, so that when things happen around us, that we will not be broken. That our faith will stand because we put our faith in you. We put our trust in you, our hope in you. And I pray that every single person here knows that you love them. That they are loved. We thank you, Father. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We have, it's a weird transition, but we have a gift for you, ladies.